Today's devotion centers on the death of Jesus in Mark chapter 15, starting at verse 39. Um, we'll read through um, the end of the chapter, verse 47, verse 33. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait, he said, let's see whether Elijah comes and takes him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus's body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called for the Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph brought a long sheet of linen cloth, then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in the tomb that had been carved out of rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus' body was laid. As Jesus hangs from the cross, he cries out, and even his final words are misunderstood. Eloi, Eloi, lama samatani gets to be confused with, is he calling out to God, or is he calling for Elijah to rescue him? Jesus' ministry concludes where he is abandoned by everyone, including God. Even his last agonized cry is misunderstood. There will be no reality show around Jesus' suffering and death. There will be no escape from death. The would-be king is dying near death. His movement is in shambles. He followed God's cause and God abandoned him. At least for now, that is how it seems. With one final cry, Jesus breathes out his spirit. Mark highlights two significant forewarnings for us. The first is the tearing of the curtain in the temple from the top of the curtain to the bottom. The curtain that was torn may be the one that separated the Holy of Holies, the place where God was symbolically present from the rest of the temple. The curtain was there 
for a purpose. Only the high priest could enter this room, the Holy of Holies, once a year on the Day of Atonement. The curtain separated God's people from his holy presence. It was meant as a, as a way of protection. The presence of God facing the people of Israel could mean death for anyone who encountered it. So the curtain was there to keep them safe, to protect them from the presence of God. The only one who could go in to see God face to face, in a sense, was the, the high priest, like Moses had done up on the mount in Mount Sinai. The curtain being torn in two means the end of that protection. The image also implies the end of the temple. The temple will be destroyed, giving away, giving way to another temple, not made with hands, that the risen Christ himself will build. The second event that foreshadows this um, recollection of Jesus' death in Mark's gospel is his statement, um, the statement of the centurion, when he says, this man truly was the Son of God. As he speaks this, no matter what his intent is, it becomes a testimony to the truth, much like Pilate when he interviewed and interrogated Jesus. The Roman executioner, the centurion, confesses that Jesus was certainly not a bandit, not a revolutionary, not a criminal, but he was a holy man of God. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. At this point, there is absolutely nothing left of Jesus' movement except for a small group of women. The men have long since fled. The women's names appear for the first time, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Joseph and Salome. They traveled with Jesus and his disciples from Galilee and they were there to serve Jesus, taking care of his physical needs. And they alone remain. Jesus's body is taken hastily for burial. He died at 3 p.m. and the Sabbath begins at 6 p.m. The two Marys remain and watch till the end where they see Jesus buried. As we reflect upon Jesus' suffering and death. My question is, what is our image of power? Does spiritual power look any different than worldly power? And if so, how are we called to use that spiritual power? Let us pray. Heavenly God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. You are his father, and through him, you have become our father. By adoption, we have a new identity in you. And we thank you, God, as we reflect upon our Savior's death. May we remember the never-failing love that you have for us and for all of your people. We pray for all of your people.
in Jesus' name.